Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Turkish revisionism in the Aegean is on full display these past weeks, with Ankara even questioning the sovereignty of large Greek islands. This isn't a new story, however, as Turkey has been trying to turn the Aegean Sea into a disputed area for 50 years, raising new claims that attempt to undermine Greece's sovereign rights. As a result of these latest escalations, Athens is taking a number of steps to counter Turkey and raise the alarm with its international partners and allies. Vasilis Nedos, Kathy Merini's diplomatic and defense editor, joins me to deconstruct Turkey's revisionism, break down the Greek response, and look at what's at stake over the next weeks and months. Vasily, great to have you back on The Greek Current. Thanks for having me. Vasily, why are these latest Turkish claims in the Aegean, with regard to the sovereignty of Greece's islands specifically, particularly concerning? Well, you know, first of all, uh, I must say that these threats come from the top tier of the Turkish government. It comes from the president. And yesterday we had a a very worrying, from my point of view at least, statement by the Minister of Foreign Affairs himself, which said that Greece has violated status of the Eastern Aegean Islands, so Greece must disarm these islands, otherwise the sovereignty debate will begin. So he says that Turkey is not bluffing. So I think that this is the first time that an official uh, ranking as high as a Minister of Foreign Affairs like Mr. Tsavutsoglu has threatened Greece so directly by asking a sovereign country to demilitarize the islands based on interpretation of the international law that is comprehended only in Ankara and nowhere else in the world. So it is a serious escalation. And I should add to that that the Turkish president himself found it very uh, plausible of declaring in public that the lines of communication between Greece and Turkey no longer exist. We cannot talk with Greece. I cannot talk with Mitsotakis, says Erdogan. So I would say that this is revealing of, of a very uh, serious escalation and we should not take it lightly. Vasily, Turkey has been attempting to change the status quo in the Aegean for the last 50 years. Can you deconstruct this revisionism for us? You know, How has Turkey tried to turn the Aegean into a disputed area? Well, we presented, allow me to say, in a in Kathimerini today, 16 maps that were made by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Greek Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and the Hellenic Navy Services, that shows how from 1972, when Turkey was actually accepting the status quo in the Aegean and the Mediterranean, uh, we have reached to uh, 2022, with pretty much Turkey uh, wants uh, to present you know, the country as uh, responsible for half the Aegean by cutting islands off from communication with the Greek mainland. So I would say that in 1973 and 1974, the Turkish Petroleum uh, Corporation, TPAO, issued the first licenses for research on uh, hydrocarbons in the Aegean. Then in the 1980s, Ankara uh, attempted to snatch the responsibility for search and rescue from Greece. That was in 1988, and we had a second document from Turkey in 2001. Then in the 90s, Turkey discovered that theory of the gray zones, which allegedly uh, is about islands that are of unspecified sovereignty, undefined uh, sovereignty, if you prefer. Uh, in the decade of the 2000s, Ankara started to grant exploration permits for the East Mediterranean. In 2019, we have the Turkish-Libya Memorandum that we have uh, discussed so frequently here in the Greek current. And of course, in the last year, that started late summer, July uh, to 2021, the Turkish government started to link the demilitarization of the Eastern Aegean Islands with their sovereignty. So, starting from the six nautical miles of 1972 all the way 
into the blue motherland and how Turkey expands its influence and its uh, not only sovereign rights in the Aegean and the East Mediterranean is telling on uh, not only provocation, but the direct threat against Greek sovereignty in the Aegean. And we're talking not only about the Eastern Aegean Islands, even though this is uh, it is not a matter of size, because, you know, Greece, of course, legally has the sovereignty of every last rock that lies three miles west of the Turkish coast, unless uh, it was uh, specified otherwise by the Treaty of Lausanne, which it hasn't. But Turkey, anyway, reaches to the point of even uh, claiming that Crete has no influence at all in uh, delimitating uh, maritime zones. Vasily, Greece has taken a number of diplomatic steps recently to sound the alarm over Ankara's escalating claims in the Aegean to the international community. What's the strategy Athens is pursuing here? Well, I think that, you know, the prime minister you know, presented, and of course, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, while in Washington, presented the maps, you know, the Blue Motherland, and the claims of Turkey in the Aegean and in the East Mediterranean. The Prime Minister showed those maps to his German counterparts and European counterparts the last couple of days in Brussels. I think that no one in the European Union or uh, our transatlantic uh, allies does not realize that the one to blame here is not Greece, but Turkey. Vasily, how are Greece's partners in NATO and the EU reacting to Turkey's threats? Are you worried that these partners aren't taking Ankara's provocations seriously enough? Well, in the beginning, uh, Germany was a little bit, uh, I would say, uh, unnaturally neutral because Greece is a EU partner of Germany. And in the first days, uh, a couple of days ago, the government spokesperson in Berlin called uh, the two sides, that is Greece and Turkey, to sit on the table and have dialogue as if Minister of Foreign Affairs of Turkey or the President of Turkey had not directly threatened Greece. But today, the spokesperson from the government said that the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz asked for the unity of NATO. And the spokesperson also added that by invading Greek airspace and flying over Greek islands, nothing is being sold. And on the contrary, it seems counterproductive and against the spirit of alliance. The same spokesperson from the German government said that we cannot accept the questioning of the sovereignty of member states of the European Union. And I would say that this is pretty much in line with what the French president said. It was a very strong statement, indeed. And uh, he did not need to have a discussion with Mr. Mitsotakis, as uh, Olaf Scholz did yesterday, to realize that what Turkey is doing is a direct threat against the Greek sovereignty uh, on its own uh, soil on, on islands. What about the reaction from Washington? Okay, so yes, there was a discussion between the spokesperson of the president of Turkey, Brian Kalin, and the U.S. National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Among other things, Mr. Sullivan uh, asked from Turkey to have a constructive approach and refrain from actions that could provoke tensions, including in the area of the Aegean and the East Mediterranean. Also, on the Economist Conference, Bob Menendez, the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, was adamant that these recent provocations by Turkey are highlighting exactly why the United States should not comply with the requests of Erdogan for further arming with U.S. weapons. And I would say that the U.S. side is trying to add as much pressure as possible because we should also keep in mind that the Americans are interested in other issues connected with Turkey's assertiveness, if I may say, and one of these fronts is, of course, also northern Syria. So it is a 
bucket, if I may use this uh, expression, of issues that Washington and Ankara need to solve. And right now, uh, that counterproductive uh, positioning of Turkey on the Aegean issues as well is adding tension to the relationship. Vasily, wrapping up, does Athens expect further escalations from Turkey over the next weeks and months? And, you know, what scenarios are being discussed in the prime minister's office? Well, you know, there are a series of scenarios that are discussed. And, of course, no one in uh, in the government wants to see any of those being proven. I think that, you know, the two worst case scenarios are, uh, first of all, you know, have some kind of military tension, a military buildup of fleets in the Aegean between uh, Turkey and Greece. Uh, if Turkey tries, let's say, to impose its opinion on the demilitarization of uh, the islands of the eastern Aegean. Another scenario is about the possibility of having uh, drillings uh, from Turkish uh, drill ships in the East Mediterranean, in the area where Oruç Race was conducted research uh, a couple of years ago. And you remember we had the, the Oruç Race crisis in the summer of 2020. Or possibly expanding those researches towards Crete. Another scenario that is very likely also is about Turkey opening, let's say, the gates of the country towards the West in order to facilitate the refugees and migrants to reach Europe. That is also a fear that a lot of here in Athens have. And of course, we see overflights, mock dog fights, UAV flights within the national airspace on an almost daily basis. And, you know, this increases the fear, this increases the possibility of an accident, of a, of a lethal accident. So all those scenarios are on the table. Everyone here is, you know, trying to be very calm and very restrained, especially when speaking in public. But it is no secret that everyone is bracing for a difficult summer. Vasily, thanks for joining us again. Always great speaking. Thank you. In other news, Turkey will no longer hold high-level talks with Greece, Turkish President Erdogan said Wednesday amid rising tensions. Erdogan warned Greece, saying, Don't you learn any lessons from history? Don't try to dance with Turkey. Greece and Turkey had resumed negotiations last year following a five-year break to address differences over a range of issues. Meanwhile, Greece said it will not be drawn into an escalation with Turkey, however adding that the country remains committed to defending its national interests. Foreign Minister Nikos Dendias tweeted that Turkey simply exposes itself with these statements and that it demonstrates to everyone, even to the most skeptical ones, how right Greece is when it says that Turkey is threatening it. Finally, for the first time in almost two years, face masks against COVID-19 are no longer mandatory, barring certain exceptions in Greece. Until at least September 15th, citizens will be able to enter all indoor areas without a mask, without the risk of being fined. Exceptions are healthcare facilities and nursing homes, as well as urban public transport. People will still have to wear face masks inside ferries, taxis, and pharmacies in June. The Committee of Experts advising the government on the coronavirus decided unanimously on Wednesday. This measure will be reassessed at the end of the month. In the meantime, the number of new coronavirus infections climbed back to 5,080 on Tuesday, from 2,400 the previous day. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.